This is episode 129 of the Slightly Daily Podcast. Um, I'm solo again. I told you guys that I was going to get more of a routine with this. Every Saturday, I'm going to record it, put it up Saturday evening, so you can maybe watch it Sunday. Um, I'm I'm going to... There's no trying. I am. I will get on a more of a schedule and a routine with this. I will make this happen every single week. If I can't find a guest, just know that I can bank on, you can bank on this being out every single week. If I do get a guest, then maybe I can get two. But if not, just know that this is, this is happening. This is a thing. Um, slightly daily. Here we are. Um, the majority, I, the majority of this is sports stuff i have a couple oddballs i have one really good topic that's like music culture um and then yeah but let's just get right into this i don't want these to be too long 35 40 minutes at the most so i just recorded for eight minutes without actually uh running my audio so maybe i can tackle this list a bit better but i have a list that I've thought and prayed and meditated on, and I finally came to the a conclusion that I feel good about. And I, I hope that when I clip this out, people will engage with this and also give me their list and think about it and study on it and, like, really, really, like, take the time to think about it. Um, the list that I'm talking about is my top five favorite albums ever, period. My favorite albums ever created. Um talking you know every song front to back you've listened to every song a billion times five five albums that if you were stranded on an island you could that those are the only songs that you could listen to all 20 of those songs on so so you could only listen to what was on those albums my i i i think i'm gonna go five to one five being my fifth and then four three two one um but this is tough, but I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wing it here. Number five for me. Love is Rage 2, Lil Uzi. This is an album that came out 2017, sort of at the peak, kind of at the peak of the, the SoundCloud mumble rap era, whatever you want to call that. This album is I mean, this this had Exo Tour Life on the album. This is where Uzi really started to get commercial success we all knew uzi from you know money longer we knew him from uh little uzi versus the world like that was his first breakthrough but this was his first like oh he's up here performing with ed sheeran at the vmas or whatever award show that was exo tour life was a is a generational classic song um why i love this album so much is because there's so many there's so many songs on here like uh early 20 rager where it doesn't make sense it it shouldn't make sense but it does because it because it sounds incredible this is like a creative masterpiece of sounds um some stuff that has never been made before and has honestly never been created since or recreated um 20 songs i mean Speaking of 20, 20 Minutes is one of my favorite songs of all time. It came on the deluxe version of the, of the album. It's an incredible. This is a masterpiece. To, and I'm talking, when I say five albums, 10 out of 10 albums that, that you would 
give a 10 out of 10 A plus perfect score. Uh, for me, number five is Love is Rage. Um, you know, looking back on this, there there are five hip hop albums, but I don't feel I don't feel upset about it. I'm not trying to be pretentious and be like, oh, fucking Purple Rain is number three for me. Like, yes, Prince is amazing. I love Prince, but come on, like, are you listening? Am I listening to Prince? Am I? I'm not trying to be pretentious here. Am I listening to Prince? Prince's Purple Rain intro to outro every day. I'm I'm not. I love Prince though to death. I have Prince. I have Purple Rain on vinyl, but. Anyway, number four, Under Pressure by Logic. And I know a lot of people are probably going to call me corny for this. A lot of people are going to call me corny, and I don't really give a fuck, honestly. This album holds like a special place in my heart. Uh, just Logic is my favorite rapper. I found him when I was a junior in high school. <clears throat> uh, I was six, 17. 16 years old something 17 uh, and he was just doing like his young Sinatra mixtapes and I just loved him I loved his charisma I loved his vibe I loved how positive he was and he was good he still is but like that's what really drew me to him and I could relate to him in a sense I could see myself in him in a sense and honestly that's what that's we don't really realize it but that's why we like the artists that we do I'll let you think about that. But anyway, I'm going to talk about Under Pressure a little bit. In the truest sense, this is just a hip-hop album. And honestly, I love I love hip-hop. It's rap, like real rap, lyrical rap, honestly, is great. But honestly, this album has that. It's a hip-hop album, but it has songs like that can, that kind of bend it. It kind of blends R&B a little bit to this. But Under Pressure just has like a really, it's just a complete, project it's a complete cohesive work of art in a sense the love is rage 2 album it is it has the same vibe but like there's some out there's some songs that it's just kind of like okay you know it's not like completely um changing the world necessarily but it i'm trying to think because like but the album but the love is rage 2 as a whole changes the world that makes any sense uh so yeah four for me under pressure um these next three are probably really obvious if you know me know me uh but number three for me is is uh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy by kanye i don't really feel like i have to say too much on this but like when this came out um what is this 2011 or something like that so i was like a freshman in high school it was one of those albums that I didn't necess- I didn't listen to when it came out, like 2011, like when it came out. But like, like we all heard Power, we all knew the big songs on Dark Fantasy. This is one of arguably the greatest albums of all time, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying this is like I'm not ranking every Rolling Stones album and saying, this is my favorite. No, I'm saying my favorite albums. This is my, like, these are the best albums ever created. No, this is my personal favorites that if I was trapped on an island and I could only listen to five song, five albums for the rest of my life, number three would be Dark Fantasy. This is a complete album. Um, this is Kanye's magnum opus, honestly. This is his, if you know what I mean by that, this is... Uh, 
this is this is uh this is Kanye's iPhone. If you if you get the reference reference, like yeah, Steve Jobs. You know, made the iMac look cool, all that stuff. You know, the fat iMac with the with the color back. But when he came out with that iPhone, that changed the game. And he came out with some cool stuff after, you know, Apple TV, MacBook. But that iPhone, though. I'm not saying that, like, you know, everything passed and you'll see later. But anyway, I shouldn't have to say too much about Dark Fantasy. This is like a complete album, hip-hop. Everybody knows, everyone on the planet Earth knows a song from this album. This is a masterpiece. And I know every word to every song. Number two, Take Care, Drake. Come on. Now, I can say this album, 2012, I believe, me and my homies, we were bumping this when this came out. So this is like, this is what shaped my high school age my like me and my friends this is what shaped us in high school like i will always remember those times you know being freshly 16 listening to take care top to bottom this is a perfect masterpiece it has i mean again sort of like what i was saying with under pressure under pressure is nine maybe 85 percent hip-hop 15 percent other stuff I feel like Take Care is a perfect blend of hip-hop and R&B. And I don't know if anyone's ever been able to recreate something like just like this. Hip-hop, R&B, like a perfect cohesive blend to where it's like, like, yeah, you got people like Tory Lanez now who sing and rap, but he's mostly, he's mostly singing. But Drake found a way, and in the time period that Drake did this in too is just... I mean, it's crazy. This is what propelled him. This is Drake's magnum opus. And I don't know if he's ever been able to get back to there. Maybe that's controversial, but that's not what this conversation is about. My number one album, favorite album of all time, 808 and Heartbreak by Kanye West. Uh, again, a song that I can revisit, uh, 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 album that I can revisit and know every single word to every single song and I feel amazing every time I listen to it as the music nerd in me really appreciates this and puts this at number one because of the time period 2008 and I actually not even trying to be pretentious I keep using that word but for real but I got this this was the first CD that I ever got in my entire life in 2008 I got it for Christmas and I, I mean I listened to it and it was all like slow music and like sort of sad. And I mean, this is like, like, you know, you hear the, hear the term alternative R&B so much now. This is like invented in alternative R&B because back then you had 2008 Neo and Jeremiah and fucking, I don't know if Jeremiah was back then, but you know, like. Lloyd and that type of stuff was R&B but it was like poppy R&B or you had like a little bit you kind of blended to something like you know the Fugees that was like funkish a little bit but this is like I mean 
people were using auto-tune, but Kanye found it. Kanye and T-Pain were like the first two artists to really perfect the use of auto-tune. This album is incredible. So there's my list, my top five favorite albums of all time. Please tag me in yours. I would love for, you know, to get this conversation going, to get um, other people's list. Would you guys rate mine? Um, yeah. So my next, I'm going to get into a little sports. Let's do, I'm not going to do UFC picks. Let's do, okay. My, this is literally what I have in my notes right here. Listen. Why soccer is actually super lit. So, maybe with, okay, for my Nashville area people here, maybe you might start to follow soccer a little more with Nat, the MLS team, Nashville SC, SC, like coming to town and the new stadium and stuff, which is great. So just a little bit of a backstory. So I started like what really got me into soccer. I mean, okay, let me just get get that out first. I get ahead of myself. What really got me into soccer period was my freshman year of high school. Um I was playing ball in the locker room. The upperclassmen brought their Xbox 360 to school and they were playing FIFA 10 with Lionel Messi on the cover. I was like, okay, what is this? You know, this is cool. And, you know, as Americans, we don't really watch soccer like that. We really don't. So basically, I started liking soccer because of that. I started following Barcelona because Messi is just Messi. Messi was just my guy. You've got the Kobe-LeBron debate, the the KD-Giannis debate. You and the, But in soccer, Ronaldo-Messi, I chose Messi. So, you know, for the last... 10 years or so I've loosely kept up with it but I've just started like really like knowing stuff about a year about a year ago like really knowing stuff like you know who this player is oh this player's moved to this team yada 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 and I think the really something that Americans don't understand is how massive soccer is football in in the rest of the world like people really don't understand how rambunctious a soccer game is and I'm, I've personally never been to I've never been to one live but like I'm talking about I mean these videos and stuff I'm, I've seen about a Manchester United game at, at Old Trafford, they're pulling 100,000 people there. I mean, a football game is doing that, but, like, I'm talking just a random regular season game. And, and us Americans have no idea about how the whole rest of the world sees this sport and is so into this sport, and we just don't give a fuck. And I think that's crazy that, how big the sport is globally, globally. We're the only country in the world who doesn't really care, like, at all. It's wild. Um, but if you really get into it, I think the most interesting, interesting thing about European soccer, just soccer around the world, specifically European soccer, is, like, just 
how competitive it is because you've got, you know, the Champions League, which I'm not going to go that into detail and just break down every little minute detail, but you've got your domestic league where, you know, you're pretty much playing against your conference. You know, if you're if you're in an English team in the Premier League, you, you, you want to win the Premier League, but you also have a chance to win um, three, four tournaments, championships throughout the year. So if your team gets knocked out of one, you still got a chance to win your domestic league. If you can't, if you don't win your domestic league, like if you're fifth place and you have no shot at winning, you could still compete in the Carbaro Cup. It's it's just interesting to me how massive the sport is, but how we just don't give a damn. <laughs> uh, but soccer's been one of the sports that I follow daily. I follow a couple Twitch streamers who stream FIFA, and they just kind of keep up with it. How we we keep up with football or something like that, or, or basketball. Speaking of basketball, um, I don't want to get too far into like the March Madness stuff because there's games going on right now, but I want to talk about maybe some possible Cinderella teams or some teams that you should keep on your watch list who are already in who are who are have already won their conferences and whatnot. So first team, okay. I'm just going to rattle off a couple teams who who've won their conference championship who I've kind of loosely kept up with throughout the year. Vermont, Colgate, Loyola Chicago, those three. Um Colgate and Vermont just because they've rattled off like 15 game, 12, 13, 14 game win streaks throughout the year and they definitely they won their conference, but they probably, you know, they'll be a 13, maybe a 14 seed or so. They could squeak out a um the reason I'm saying this is because maybe they could squeak out a first round win, get a nice little upset. So those are I mean Loyola Chicago because of that that run they went on a couple years ago. Colgate beat Syracuse earlier in the year. Uh Vermont. Uh they played uh they played a Power 5 school earlier in the year and, and only lost by, like, 10. Uh, Murray State. Sweet 16 watch. I'm going to call it right here. They are nasty. They, they're, like, 30-2. and two. Let me look up their actual record before I just start talking up my ass. Um, they, Murray State won the OBC, which is a tough conference if you really – if you really look at it, because you got Belmont, who for the last couple of years, I mean, they've, I don't know if they've lost double digit games and combined. So Murray State's literally 30 and two. They've lost to ETSU, which was for no reason at all. ETSU finished what? 15 and 17. That was a fluke, but that was at the very beginning of the year. And the only other team that they lost to was Auburn, who was at one point number one in the nation. Like, they have literally haven't lost a game since... What day is this? December 30th. It's March, and they haven't lost a single game. I think Murray State... I mean, they'll probably still get disrespected, and then they'll, they'll probably still be like a, a 10 seed or something, but... Um, Murray State, keep on keep a watch on them. I mean, they're ranked 19 in the country. 
I don't know. They might be higher than that, but Murray State, Bryant College. Um, the only reason I'm saying this is because of Peter Kiss, that white dude who was just absolutely balling on everybody. Bryant, the Bryant Bulldogs are the NEC champions. I mean, their resumes are right. They're 22 and nine. They had a decent year. They rattled off some nice win, a nice win streak. But Peter Kiss is going to be one of those stories that you'll hear about. One of those guys. My last team, who I feel like nobody's talking about besides that buzzer beater. But I've been trying to tell people. But Chattanooga, the Mocs, baby, 27 and seven. They won the Southern Conference. Um, they have two wins over ETSU, who beat Murray State. They're for real. They won their uh, conference tournament on that crate. Malachi Smith, buzzer beater. Malachi Smith is a is a baller. He'll give you 20 a game in college, which is insane. So, yeah, Chat, Bryant, Murray State, Loyola, Chicago, Colgate, and Vermont. I'm probably going to take – I'm taking a couple of them to at least win their – uh first their first game um let's see let's see let's see i want to talk about i want to talk about crypto but i'm not this is not financial advice i'm not telling you to buy anything um but i i, I just want to talk about crypto and why i invest in crypto i know this is a, is a little bit of everywhere right now but uh so right now i have i have a small portfolio of crypto and the reason that i am like i said not financial advice i'm not telling you to do anything Crypto is in this weird, muddy space right now where for the last year, it's been about, it's been hanging around. There was a bull run in November where it reached all time highs and then it came back down to what it was at this time last year. So I think that crypto is important to invest in because with the stuff that's happening, with how fragile our, our economy has been, you know, through COVID and now through inflation, I'm not saying go put your whole bank account into crypto, but what I've been doing is putting a little bit of money each paycheck in these big projects like Ethereum and Bitcoin. And I have, I've been investing in Solana as well, but you got to look at reliable reliable projects that have utility so i mean it's just i'm not going to even say i encourage you to do it but i'm just saying i think it would be worth a google if you don't know what it's about worth a worth a youtube search if you don't know what it's about it's just getting acclimated into this stuff because you don't want to be 10 years down the road thinking about damn what Whenever this stuff, if this stuff ever, you know, quadruples in price, damn, what if I would have put 50 bucks in Ethereum 10 years ago? And who knows what it, what it'll be in 10 years. It could be zero. That's the volatility of it. But 
with the with the U.S. dollar, you know, being worth way less than it was even five years ago because of inflation, COVID, etc. I just think it would be interesting to at least give this stuff a research. Because, um, I mean, there's, as an adult, you got to start taking your money seriously. You got to be smart with your money. Stay in every once in a while. Um, build up a set, you know, build up a little savings account, but also just invest in yourself in the future. And I'm not going to say too much on that, but I think it would, I think it would benefit anyone to take a risk, but take a small risk in something like this. Um, you know what? I don't have a, a think I have anything else unless I could think of something right here but uh let's see I just really want to say um that I'm trying to push push uh push ahead more consistently with this podcast stuff um I want to get on more of a schedule I want to keep uploading these clips because what I have in mind with uh like when I when I'm recording these or even like when I have this little my notepad up um, is when I'm recording this, I'm thinking about how I can clip it out to small bite sized clips to get the viewers to come back to the full episode. Um, that's just my thought process on that, at least. Um, yeah, I think I'm just going to end this here. I'm at about 25 minutes. I don't want to just keep rambling. I'll be lucky to even get people, one person to get to the very end of this. Um, every Saturday, Saturday evening, these will be posted. It's probably, it might not be the best time for that, for this, but I'm going to try it out. Maybe I can catch some people hungover on a Sunday, click it on the TV. I appreciate everyone. Um, send me your top five albums ever. Really think about it though. Like, don't just be like, yeah, this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, think about it. Think about it again. Come up with a list. Think about it again for a day. Sleep on it and come back to me. Um, Yeah, guys. Oh, I will say this before I really get off. I'm going to get once college basketball, like once tomorrow happens, Selection Sunday happens, I'm really going to try and turn around and give you guys my picks and stuff on who I'm rocking with in the uh, NCAA tournament. Hopefully my team MTSU will get into the NIT. I hope we can just make another run because we had a heartbreaker yesterday. Um, Yeah, guys, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate all the support. Um, Yeah.